0: A Missouri offense that had improved at the end of the season sure looked stale once again when Eli Drinkwitz took over the controls. Plus, more on that beautiful bragging rights victory coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball and today's episode is brought to you by linkedin jobs who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply And you know what, just really quickly here at the top, I I do want to acknowledge the very sad news that former Missouri defensive back, actually NFL player as well with the, the Detroit Lions, Demetrius Johnson has passed away at the age of 61. His foundation had done a lot of really laudable work in the St. Louis area. He was certainly a man that was very well thought of in that community, so I just wanted to pass along my condolences to his entire family, but... Anyway, of course, on this program, we got to talk about the modern stuff, tough transition there. But you know what? I hate to be brutally honest, but I think Eli Drinkwitz, his offense has just gotten stale since he came to Missouri. I thought he did a really good job designing a pretty effective offense considering all of the challenges that presented themselves during that COVID restriction-filled 2020 a campaign, But, again, I think the biggest difference so far, I mentioned this in a video that I did that I posted on social media, one of those Locked On Now videos that I do post-game here lately, you know, the offense has just become stale because... To me, the first play of the game was absolutely hilarious to me because nobody loves a flea flicker more than Eli Drinkwitz. That is somehow the one trick play that he will run consistently and more than I've seen any coach run in history. But really more to the point, Eli just doesn't seem to run the offense to Brady Cook's strengths. I thought that was the biggest difference is that Really, Bush Hamden, at the end of the season, most notably, ran the football with Cook. Many more designed runs. Clearly, clearly, I think he was telling Cook to scramble a lot more. I mean, even if you, you can't specifically point what the differences are, I, I think those were very obvious. And when Drink is calling the plays, suddenly, once again, against Wake Forest, the offense, to me, is indistinguishable from what Missouri has done the past two seasons, or the previous two seasons, I should say, with Connor Basilac at the helm. Again, that's why the flea flicker cracked me up more than anything. It was just, well, here we go a classic Eli Drinkwitz play. Also, beyond play calling, which is obviously a very, very subjective matter, well, to me, something that is more objective and very troubling is just the overabundance of of false starts and procedural errors and also botched snaps as well by the Missouri offensive line, especially this season. I mean, you can make excuses for the talent on some level. I mentioned 2020. Well, a lot of challenges there for various different reasons. Missouri didn't have this season its starting transfer center that they felt like it was going to continue to have, and certainly in the Gasparilla Bowl itself – well, a bunch of injuries that knocked a couple of starters out of that ball game, Missouri, essentially with what? It's third string center in that ball game. But to me, though, there's no excuse for that type of sloppiness. the false starts, the bad snaps, all that different stuff, and that is a direct reflection, in my opinion, of the head coach. That's CEO kind of stuff, to me because if you're if you're really the CEO and you're sitting around and you're taking a big picture broader micro excuse me macro look at your football team well that's the kind of stuff you need to immediately correct and as i've said before i think Eli just has too much on his table to be trying to do that and essentially being the lead recruiter and to try to be the guy who is in his office all day trying to figure out the perfect call on third and seven as well. I just think that's too much for any one human being to handle. Now, next year, obviously, for Drinkwitz is absolutely pivotal. And that's not me saying it, by the way. That's what the contract extension that Eli Drinkwitz has said, the much maligned contract extension by a lot of Mizzou fans. And frankly, make fun of the extension all you want. And I'm not going to argue with your jokes. But the bottom line is that move, actually counterintuitively to a lot of people, puts more pressure on Eli Drinkwitz next year. Not less. They're giving him more money saying, hey, buddy, it's now or never. We're giving him another $1.2 million to go hire an offensive coordinator. And whether this guy... Is going to come in and help or actually just take over the offense, well, that remains to be seen. But I think after the Gasparilla Bowl, it's it's completely obvious to at least this podcaster that Eli Drinkwitz needs to hand over the offense to somebody else. He needs to focus on being the head coach, taking more of a Gary Pinkle approach to the program and looking at everything. Not just the offense, which by the way, again, is completely stagnated in year three under Drinkwitz. I don't think that is, is anybody going to argue with that statement whatsoever? There's nothing about the Missouri offense that has improved in his time here. So I I just don't even think that is a, a remotely controversial statement to make whatsoever. Oh, and by the way, just one more thing on Drinkwitz play calling. This is just something I've noticed a lot this season. Eli seems to have a weird obsession with running plays to the short side of the field, especially when the ball is on the right hash. Oftentimes, you'll see these rollout type plays. In this Gasparilla Bowl, by the way, Missouri ran sort of a a double reverse pass type play that just to the again to the short side of the field when the ball is on the right hash. You're just not giving your right-handed quarterback. A lot of room there to roll out to that side. Call me crazy, but especially when the hash marks are as wide as they are in college football compared to the NFL, I'd much rather have the ball on the left hash if I'm going to roll my right-handed quarterback out to his right side. I don't know. Call me crazy. That makes a lot more sense to me. Gives not only your quarterback more room, but your receivers more room as well. Gives your quarterback more time and space to potentially roll run the football, and keep it. I don't know. I'd love to hear what Eli Drinkwitz' explanation is for that type of action. But you know what? we got to talk about Missouri basketball, of course. What a huge win by the Tigers. And on the backs of that huge win in bragging rights, Missouri announces that Wednesday's SEC opener against the Kentucky Wildcats is sold out. This is Missouri's first back-to-back sellouts in men's basketball since the 1718 season of course that being the Michael Porter Jr season I'm really happy for Kobe Brown by the way a guy who was not even on the team all the way back in 1718 believe it or not so let's talk more about Kobe and this exciting Missouri basketball squad but first I want to tell you yes about our title sponsor which is LinkedIn Jobs And these days, whenever you hire somebody, it can feel like a high-stakes gamble for your small business. Well, you don't want to gamble with your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates on the job market, and that's why you have LinkedIn Jobs. They'll help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. If you have a LinkedIn profile currently all you got to do is add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are in business to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs, yes, they help you find the candidates, the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen today. Every day, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and locked ons. Take of the day that's locked on sports today available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts and by the way i hope you had a nice christmas if you're listening to this here on december 27th heck who knows if you're like me maybe you have multiple christmases (laughs) maybe christmas is not even over yet for you but regardless much love out to you and the rest of your family i love you listeners oh so much but you know what you know what else I love? I love me some Kobe Brown for just a number of different reasons, especially in an era where, well, quite frankly, you have people like Dominic Lovett, who is reportedly heading off to the University of Georgia, by the way. But in an era where you have a lot of guys bouncing around, it's good to see somebody like Kobe Brown, who hung around, who's a four-year player for the Tigers, get really, really rewarded with something special this past weekend because it hasn't always been easy for that young man. I'll promise you that. But he's stuck with us and I'm i st- I've stuck with him the entire time too. And I think Missouri fans have as well. He gets the biggest ovation in the starting five each and every week this season and, and is is well deserved without without question. And Like I said, it's been a tough ride for Kobe. Even during the team's best season, well, that was the COVID season. They're dealing with all that, the the virus and all the restrictions and fallout from that nonsense. Well, a lot of times you play as much basketball as Kobe Brown has. Do anything competitive like that. A lot of it starts to run together. But by golly, that's one he's going to remember forever, without question. To hear his name being chanted at the free throw line, Kobe, Kobe. I mean, with all due respect, of course, to the late, great Kobe Bryant, but to hear that those chants we've heard so many times at the Staples Centers in years past, to hear that raining down multiple times for Kobe Brown after just an absolutely incredible game for him, played 37 minutes, by the way, in an up-tempo basketball game. Missouri's defense, by the way, flying all over the court. To me, that was really the biggest takeaway of all. As I said in my NOW video, I thought that was the best Missouri's played defensively all year. Now, while the Illini were able to find some success at times in the paint, well, the three-point line, which has maybe been the biggest bugaboo for Missouri defensively, the Tigers hold the Illini just 7 of 31 and that wasn't a coincidence. I just thought the rotations were better. Everything was just more on point for Missouri. The effort was better. The The anticipation of where the ball was going to go to next, I thought it was really good. And, and by the way, speaking of guys I'm happy for and the defensive end of the court, well, I think you got to give a lot of credit to Missouri's somewhat of a defensive turnaround here the last couple games, to Ronnie DeGray, a guy who played 33 minutes in this and rights ball game, played the third most minutes against UCF. I don't think it's a coincidence at this point that Missouri's defense has gotten much better with him in the lineup. And again, I'm happy for the guy because, well, obviously starting off this season, he was having a lot of trouble getting on the court. For the most part, he was either single digit minutes or occasional de- did not play coaches' decisions. And right now, Looks like Noah Carter, only so many minutes, right? Well, Noah Carter only played eight minutes in that ball game. He's a senior and a big-time part of Missouri's start to the season, but it just seemed like there's something that Ronnie DeGray brings defensively that is maybe fitting a little bit better for this basketball team right now. I really think that if Missouri can find that level of defense for most of the rest of this season, well, they can beat just about anybody left on their schedule. And I said before the Kansas game that I thought that this is an NCAA tournament basketball team. I thought I'd seen enough in November to make that claim. Well, I had to question myself a little bit, obviously after the Jayhawks took it to Missouri. But now that we're back on the right side of the bubble, I think there's plenty of opportunities, clearly, with this SEC schedule for quality wins the rest of the season. Really avoiding, I think, bad losses will maybe even be more important than any individual game against a quality opponent like Kentucky at home this tomorrow, by the way. Although, hey, if Missouri can get that one somehow, get off to a 1-0 start that would be incredible. I expect Missouri to be a three or four point underdog tomorrow over at betonline.net. But again, I think this is an NCAA tournament squad. And if they bring that level of defense the rest of the way, I think they're going to be in there against just about anybody. But you know what? Before we talk more Missouri basketball I do want to mention that foxnews.com boy must have been a slow slow day over slow news day over there at Fox they wrote up a national story about when Ennis Rakestraw and Chad Bailey got into it during the Gasparilla Bowl well is this just is this a huge deal is this worthy of national news you know what I want to talk about that ugly ugly incident yes I'm being a little sarcastic there but first before we get there I do want to Take a little bit more of a serious tone here and talk about nitza. You see, you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. No biggie. What are the odds you'll be pulled over anyway? And even if you do, what's the worst that will happen? Insurance goes up. Lose your license, well, maybe lose your job or total your car or maybe even really hurt somebody. But everybody knows about the risks of drunk driving. Well, the results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks... Think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. And some breaking news here on the podcast, at least as I recorded here a little before noon on Tuesday, Missouri safety Jalen Carlisle announces on Twitter that he's coming back to Missouri next year. So that's certainly a boost to the depth at safety for the Tigers. So good news there for sure. And perhaps of some other note and interest to Missouri fans, the quarterback that Missouri just went against on on Friday evening, Sam Hartman, formerly of Wake Forest, had we'd known for a while he had been in the transfer portal, but apparently Notre Dame, not above tampering, word on the street is, according to Pete Thamel anyway, that he is going to be the next quarterback for the Fighting Irish. So as I said previously in the week, previously last week, I should say, Interesting decision for Sam Hartman there. I think in the past before the world of name image and likeness, he would have clearly been off to the NFL. But now guys, well, some obviously some opportunity to make some money at the college level. Who knows, there might even be a second comma in whatever Sam Hartman is making for Notre Dame. Of course, that's just all guessing on my part. Now, onto this quick and I do mean quick as in briefly written Fox News piece, foxnews.com wrote up a quick article about Ennis Rakestraw and Chad Bailey getting into it during the Gasparilla Bowl. If you don't remember the previously mentioned Sam Hartman, there was a roughing the passer penalty. Ennis Rakestraw reached out to help Hartman up, and well, Chad Bailey was none too amused. Apparently, he felt like, hey, let them help their own guy up to the point where they kind of got on each other's faces a little bit. May even been, I don't know, a half-hearted punch or a grab of a face mask, something like that, but I'm not going to go Zapruder film on you and break down the whole thing because, well, this was all just a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, not, not a great look in the moment, but it's a classic example of boys will be boys, right? How many of us have been in competitive situations with one of our best friends or something, one of your best teammates? Maybe you just you have a heated disagreement for five seconds and then it's over five seconds later. I think that's exactly what happened here. In fact, Chad Bailey went on to Twitter after the game and publicly apologized to Ennis Rakestraw. Ennis Rakestraw, for his part, came back and said, Hey, we already worked this out. You don't need to apologize to me whatsoever. So clearly, again, as I said, this is much ado about nothing. Would have been nice to have seen a little bit of that context there from Fox. Borderline clickbait story. I mean, listen, I think real clickbait is when you have a headline that doesn't actually pay off. Well, I mean, the headline paid off. It just didn't really provide anything beyond the headline nor any actual context to, yes, these guys actually made up rather quickly in the game and obviously after the game as well. So just wanted to point out no big deal there whatsoever in case you happen to have seen that come across the national news wire. And thanks again for making locked on Mizzou, your first listen now make locked on sports today. Your second listen, Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. That's Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, where we will definitely be previewing the Missouri-Kentucky Wildcats basketball game tomorrow, right here on Locked On Mizzou.